0: Separatists pushed to the brink. Republic forces continue to mount victories on battlefronts across the galaxy. After the Jedi Knights thwarted an attempt to kidnap Chancellor Palpatine, the evil droid General Grievous retreated to the outer rim. With his legions of battle droids severely depleted, Grievous mounts a desperate and brutal counterattack across several star systems. We find Republic clone troopers locked in deadly combat on the besieged world of Collar. Led by Jedi Master Depa Balaba, they struggle to hold their position as they wait for reinforcements to arrive. Ho oh, ho ho! Happy May the 4th, Bucketheads. May the 4th be with you. Welcome to MandoVision. May Vartigar. Nargai Tom! Thank you so much for checking out the small, independent Star Wars podcast. And once again, welcome, 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 and happy May the 4th be with you day. Happy Star Wars day. We're all excited. We're all living life, loving life, and all the great Star Wars stuff that's happening today. And uh, hopefully you've had a chance by now to get onto the Disney Plus app and see uh, the way they've, they've Star wars out the the interface there and, and some of that great artwork that's being displayed in the backgrounds, uh, as well as just putting Star Wars all over the place on that app so you can you can watch anything your little Star Wars heart desires. And that's what it's all about. Okay, once again, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Mandavision. We are recording on May the 4th. The debut episode of Star Wars, The Bad Batch, has dropped, and we are... So beyond excited to talk about this show with you all today, and and wow, yeah, we're going to get into it, so I, ho- I hope you have had a chance to watch it. We're dropping this episode a little bit later in the day on May the 4th, so hopefully everyone's had a chance to watch it once or twice or uh, 17 times by now, uh, because hey, it's been out since midnight. What have what you been doing? Sleeping? No one's got time for that. Before we get into it, we've got to get into the, the, the rigmarole, the, the particulars, the, uh, the whole shebang, if you will. Please make sure you're following us on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert, if possible, or so inclined and willing to do so. Five-star reviews are they, are... they help us defeat the tyranny of the algorithm. The, the, the algorithm, much like the Empire, must be stopped at all costs. So five-star reviews, those are the fuel of our rebellion. All right. Hey... I'm excited. I don't want to spend too much time leading up to everything. Getting, getting—we don't need to get hyped up for this. We're hyped up already. I don't need to. I don't need to like be the PR guy. I don't need to be the the, the hype man. I don't need to be uh, Drew Brees in the huddle for the Saints. I don't need to be doing that stuff. We're ready to rock. So let's do what we got to do. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Here, I'm here. Caleb, where are the reinforcements? Don't worry, they're right behind me. Uh, where are they? Caleb. Trust me. How many are there? Five of them. Five? We're done. All right, here it is. The Bad Batch has arrived. Series, the series debuted today, May the 4th, 2021. Episode 1 of Season 1. This is Aftermath. Our plot for the episode, the clones of the Bad Batch find themselves in a changing galaxy after the Clone Wars. A pretty apt description, if if I do say so myself. We have three directors on this episode. We have Seward Lee, Saul Ruiz, and Nathaniel Villanueva. Names I think we all recognize from Star Wars The Clone Wars. So it's nice to see some continuity there behind the scenes this episode. Uh, again, this is a series, uh, by the way, you know, created by Dave Filoni by himself here on this one. And uh, I believe he also gets the writing credits for this for this particular episode. As, as well as uh, Jennifer Corbett and Matt I think I said that correctly. I hope I said that correctly. He's listed as a story editor for this show. And uh, Jennifer Corbett gets a develop by credit on here. So this is our first episode, but again, a, a very much a continuation of Star Wars The Clone Wars. We got that incredible final season of The Clone Wars last year. And this is a, a very much a continuation of it. So again, nice to see nice to uh, see on the credits and then hear, as I read them to you, very familiar names that that, that have come over from The Clone Wars, continuing the journey of these these great characters that we met in the last season let's talk about our cast d bradley baker i love how d bradley baker in this episode gets credit as the bad batch i, I think that's inc- that's really really great uh so of course he is he is all the characters he is he is hunter and and echo and tech and crosshair and brute and a uh, uh, brute no wrecker sorry geez louise <laughs> why well, don't know why was i thinking brute that's so weird um but I like, I like this, on the credits, when it's D. Bradley Baker's time, it's just the Bad Batch, D. Bradley Baker. But he's also Captain Grey and the other clone troopers as well, so D. Bradley Baker working hard, as usual. The hardest working man in in, in voiceover work, you'd have to imagine, right? Archie Punjabi gets credit for being Deepa Balaba. We get to see another Jedi in action at the beginning of this episode. Michelle Ang is Omega. Ben Daskin is AZI-3. Matthew Wood is the battle droids. Ian McDarmon steps into the plate as Darth Sidious. We hear him, his voiceover from uh, from Revenge of the Sith is, is a driving part in this, these opening segments of the show. Bob Bergen is Lama Sue. Gwendolyn Liao is Na- Nala Say. And Tom Kane returns as our narrator. Also, Andrew Cashino is Saw Gerrera. And Freddie Prince Jr. as Caleb Doom. How about that? Freddie Prince Jr. returns to the fold as young Caleb Doom on the verge of Order 66. This is pretty exciting stuff. Uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about Caleb's appearance in the in this episode, but yeah, let's let's get into it because this episode starts off on such a great tip. It, it's action packed and exciting, and it's right where you want to be. We're at the tail end of the Clone Wars. We are on the verge of Order sixty six because obviously we see Deppa Balaba, so we know the Jedi haven't been executed just yet. But man, do they throw us into, into the deep end with a great action sequence, a great sort of reintroduction to the Bad Batch, their very unique fighting style. Uh, it very much reminds me of, of playing uh, Republic Commando on, on my Xbox back in the day, which, by the way, it is remastered, so you can go get it on PlayStation Store or the Xbox Store as well. I think it's also currently available on Switch if you want to go back and play some Republic Commando because the way they fight is very uh, uh, just unorthodox kind of video gamey in a way, and it's but it's beautiful to see. It's so well uh, rendered and constructed and done. It's just a really intense action sequence and, and again... Their unique fighting style is, is uh, something to behold. I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. Oh, it sure is. As droids go exploding through the air and everything crazy and wild happens after that. Again, I, I love this beginning. This is a great way to throw us into the world of the Bad Batch, picking up at a vital moment in, in, in our Star Wars history. And, and they turn the tide in this battle for Depa Balaba and, and her Padawan, Caleb Doom, who we get to see... You know, we've seen Caleb and young Caleb in flashbacks on Rebels and, and things like that. Uh, I liked, in this episode, getting to revisit uh, the moment of Order 66, because that is what happens shortly after. After after the Bad Batch turns the tide, and they check in with Jedi General Deba Balaba And they... they like, hey, now's the time. we gotta, we got to strike. Let's get our forces. Let's rally the troops. Let's push. Push, push, push. Counterattack now, 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 now. And it's right after that moment that you see... Uh, Balaba's clone commander go off camera and re- re- you can hear the audio. you can hear the sound of him receiving the hollow transmission from the emperor, from Palpatine, issuing order 66. And this is as as Caleb Doom and the bad batch are, are, are walking away, heading a- away from the battlefield in, in order to, you know do their thing. They're, they're going to scout, recon, do all that good stuff. And Caleb turns at the sound of, of blasters and lightsabers clashing, and he runs back to his master. And, and we know how this plays out for, for young Caleb. He watches Depa Billaba fall to the clones, and uh, now he doesn't tr- trust the Bad Batch either. He doesn't trust uh, a Hunter and, and his team, and he runs away from them. And, and they pursue because uh, they, they, they talk about it. Uh, Order sixty six doesn't uh, re- doesn't resonate with them. Their their chips don't work because of their modifications, because of the 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 quote unquote genetic defects that that the the bad batch exists. So Hunter Wrecker Wrecker Tech uh, and and Crosshair uh, they don't they don't have, respond the same way. Now uh, Crosshair we we'll have to talk about it a little bit more, and then Echo obviously he's gone undergone uh, a heavy uh, treatment and reprogramming and and. You know, he's had a lot of things happen to him. So so Echo, we, we can understand why the chip's not working with Echo. He's got a lot of things going on there. He's got the Lobot headphones going on. Um, so the Bad Batch is, is just as confused as Caleb is, but Caleb's just seen clones kill his Jedi Master, so he runs. And I think that's very, very understandable. And the, the dividing line in the episode is what happens uh, next, which is Hunter lets Caleb go. and And very much against what, what what Crosshair wants to do. And that is sort of uh, the wedge that will will divide Crosshair from the rest of the team at this point, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that as you get to it. Uh, one of the things I did want to mention also, you know, the, this episode, this is... Star Wars has a tendency to do this thing where, you know, they want you to believe that the books and the comics and everything of like that are, are canon, and technically they are, but they will change things uh, in TV shows in animated shows in the movies if it suits their needs and that we got a prime example of that is in this episode in the beginning here with Caleb Doom Uh, Caleb had a comic book series for for a little while over Marvel and it was like you know his early days going from Caleb Doom to Kanan Jarrus the character that we got to know on Rebels and kind of how he got there how he kind of came to be that person uh, his first meetings with Hera and stuff like that. They have changed that in the Bad Batch. So there's a little tiny spark of frustration on my part where it's like, oh, well, okay, cool. I, You know, I like this. I think this works great. But again, you, you know, you're kind of like, all right, well, I thought I was in Caleb's origin before, but now they've modified it again. And again, that, that's just sort of the nature of the beast of licensed properties and, and you know, doing books and comics. When the 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 shows and the movies kind of get the priority and on, on setting what canon is, and that's just that's just the nature of the beast, and and we roll with it again. Like I said, it's a little tiny spark of frustration on my part, uh, but no, it's it's okay. This works out really really nicely, and you know we'll talk we'll get into that kind of stuff a little bit more uh, as we get as as you know we're doing our rewatch on Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and we're getting to season two. So we you know once we start getting to like the Mandalore plot, We'll talk a lot more about how, uh, you know, canon versus canon at that point. You know, what you think is canon uh, can quickly be undone by, by a show or a movie. And, and uh, again, it's the nature of the beast. But it's something I like to pay attention to because I am something of a continuity person. I do enjoy continuity. But, again, with licensed properties like this, you kind of have to be flexible with that. And, you know, that's A-OK, too. Don't worry. So, yeah, and the, another interesting thing to talk about a little bit further is Crosshair in this episode. I mean, he's very much, and in this scene in particular, very much he is trying to follow Order 66. You can see him sort of struggling, like holding his head, you know, where that chip implant is at, which, you know, again, we'll, if you're not familiar with the chips, we'll talk about that later. We'll get into that as, as we're doing our rewatch in The Clone Wars. We we will get to explore the chips more fully. But you get enough information in this episode, so if you aren't fully uh, immersed in, in that aspect of the Clone Wars series, like you get enough information to understand that they have chips implanted in them, so that they are uh, pliable and and follow orders. And and you know we hear Crosshair struggling with that. You know the you know good soldiers follow orders. And and again, him taking clear kill shots at Caleb, as 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 Hunter is trying to reassure the kid that they're they're not there to harm him. Uh, but that again, Crosshair is proving to be a bit of a a bit of a. a Good soldier, in that in that regard, not questioning the orders, not questioning the 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 claims that the Jedi are now the enemies of, of the Republic and soon to be the Empire, and that is that that friction between Crosshair and Hunter is is sort of at the heart of this episode uh, for what, what drives these characters forward in in into a a tumultuous time in the galaxy as we switch from the old Republic, uh, the Galactic Republic to the First Galactic Empire. What? You sure that Padawan died when he fell? Sure, I'm sure. Why? Well, usually when someone falls, you look down, not across. Well, some of us don't like to watch. And there you go. You see, you see the questioning right there of, of Hunter and his leadership. And uh, But, you know... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Bad Batch themselves, uh, because... You know, we're doing that rewatch in The Clone Wars, and we're going in order, and uh, uh, we haven't talked about the final season, so we haven't gotten to talk about the, the introduction of the Bad Batch and, and the unique style and visuals that each member of the Bad Batch seems to have. Uh, you know, they, they don't look like the other clones. They're all a little bit different. You see, like, the bases there, um, but they've been modified. You know, Wrecker is super strong, and uh, Hunter is, has, like, heightened senses, and and Tech is Tech. I mean, he's, like, incredibly smart. And again, have crosshair, uh, incredibly accurate, like the, 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 the Hawkeye of the group, if you will, if you want to borrow from Marvel on that one. Uh, one of the things I really like about Hunter is his, his John Rambo look, his, his first blood look. And I, I, something about that uh, just really tickles my fancy. I, uh, I enjoy that aspect of him quite a bit. And it's, uh, it's uh, no, it's just wonderful and, and fun and a neat little callback for old guys like me who, you know, love John Rambo. And and love, especially the first Rambo. Let's I mean, we don't have to go down the road of all the terrible sequels. But first blood, the initial Rambo offering, is mwah, wonderful. Good times. So I, I really enjoy that visual that Hunter has, and and the uniqueness of it all, or the, the 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 um the homage to Rambo, I should say, not the uniqueness of it necessarily. All right, so let's get into the next part of the episode because I was really delighted by this. I was so excited to come back. This is this is one of those. Avenue is one of these areas that I was very curious about after the Clone Wars. Again, the Clone Wars have come to an end. Order sixty six is in place. And leaving Collar Collar, the planet collar where they are, happy helping Depa Balaba and young Caleb Doom. Uh, clone Force ninety nine decides to head back to base and they're 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 based out of Camino. So we get to go to Camino and see what's going on with the cloning facilities, where the clone army came from. We get to go back there and kind of see what what's in store for the clone army moving forward into this new period of the of the Galactic Empire. Now that the formal announcement of the Empire is not there just yet, but you know that that it, it's an era, it's an area where I want to know more. I want I want to understand. You know what did happen to the Kamino Cloners? Like, you know, do are they going to meet a really violent end at some point here in the in the near future? because I'm you know. Obviously, we know that there's a transition from the clone army of the Republic to uh, the conscripted services of the Stormtroopers that we know by Episodes 4. There, there is a change in the, in the way the, the soldiering is done when the, when the Empire comes to be. And we get to see that with the arrival of, of Admiral Tarkin, uh, who uh, is, you know, as again, something we haven't gotten to in our rewatch of The Clone Wars, but if you know the show, you know Tarkin is rather dubious of clones. And, and they talk about the expense of paying for a clone army when at this point now they can just conscript people into service. Or, you know, you draft people, or you, again, you do recruitments, and you, you build academies. And this is all stuff that the Empire gets into. This is all stuff the Empire does over the over time between Episodes 3 and Episode 4. The, the entire basis of their, of their army army changes from the clones to humans only. And remember that. That's a key element, too. Uh, is the the imperials um, xenophobia is 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 the word we will use there. The empire is very is very xenophobic. It is a humans only club, and and that's something to pay attention to as well. So oh again, yeah, a lot of things going on here. So I want to see what happens more with Camino, and uh, you know we don't get great answers in this episode, but I would I would I would uh, I would hazard to guess that we will get more. Uh, about the fate of Camino over the course of this series, whether it's in this season, or whether it's down the road, uh, that's 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 what I'm very curious about. Uh, you know, one of the big differences I wanted to talk about too with this show is is um, how the Clone Wars. We knew the Clone Wars had uh, an end game. It had a a a target that it had to hit, and we we knew that it was basically going to be Order sixty six. That was the end of the Clone Wars cartoon this show the Bad Batch is using uh, order 66 as sort of its springboard so it's 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 instead of an ending like it was for in the Clone Wars it is a beginning for the Bad Batch and them going rogue and 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 going against uh, their nature because well I shouldn't say their nature but going against the orders of this new Empire that they don't they don't even fully fathom they don't even fully understand because uh, there's, they, they still have questions. They don't understand this, this supposed Jedi insurgency. They don't understand, uh, they, or they don't believe it, I should say. And they have questions about it, and they, they are not... This episode really hammers the point home that these clones in particular, the Bad Batch clones, are of independent thought. And the others, the regs, as they are called in this, in this, in this episode, uh, are, are the, sort of like the, the rank and file. They follow orders without question, and that's that. And again, that's something. Th- there's a little bit of something to talk about with that on our Clone Wars rewatch, but we'll save it for that because I don't want to. I don't want to bog you guys down in a ton of, of backstory and exposition that you don't need. Everything you need is in the show. Like I said it before, it, don't think too much about it. It won't. It was. It's not going to hurt you. It, it. You. If you're rewatching Clone Wars and you just aren't there yet, you're. You're going to get there. It'll be fine. But you have enough information to go on that you can watch this show clean without ever having seen the Clone Wars and just. Be stoked on what you're watching and how cool it is, and how you uh, very a new a new era of of the Clone Wars kind of continues. Obviously, obviously, this show is a continuation; it is a sequel to the show. But we're in a new era, which is the rise of the Empire and that transition from the Republic to the Empire. And there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of things that we can explore in this period. Now, you know, again, there have been books and there've been comics that cover a lot of this ground. But they can all be thrown to the wayside very, very quickly by the, by this series. So I'm I'm uh, intrigued if that will be a possibility. So I'm very much interested in what happens on on uh, the Camino aspect of this story. I, I'd like to see what happens. You know, Tarkin arrives on Camino and he does say that they are no longer honoring the contracts because the Republic doesn't exist. So the Empire does not have to honor those contracts and they're basically canceling it. But is that the end? of the Republic or in the Empire's relationship with Camino, Or do they decide they don't want anyone to have the ability to grow a clone army? And then are the Kaminoans are the doomed? Are they destined to, to be a vi- be one of the first victims of the Galactic Empire? I'm very, very curious, very intrigued by all these things. And, you know, we're, we're kind of fast-forwarding th- through a lot of stuff here because there's just a ton in this episode to get to. and And, you know, even before... Tarkin's arrival, we we get the, the the message that the clones are different because they're at that meeting where Palpatine's delivering his speech, the speech from Revenge of the Sith, the one that we've all heard before. And you know what? Maybe 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 I'll let you all hear it again right now. What do you think? You can say that again, but I assure you, my, my resolve, resolve has never been in order What is it? The Republic will be reorganized into the first Galactic Empire! Galactic Empire? For a safe and secure society! Still don't think the reds are programmed? great shot uh, of the other clones, the regs, as they're called, cheering and applauding Palpatine. And I, I love the way that they incorporated uh, that speech into a new a new uh, animation sequence, basically. Uh, you know, it's, it's really cool. I've, I always it when, you know, in Rebels we get to see Emperor Palpatine uh, more, and I, I like seeing him, you know, the, the classic look of the Emperor in, in the animated form. And I, I dug it in this, I thought it was a neat little, little uh, way to include that moment in there. Uh, but a lot is happening. We, we, the clones meet Omega when they arrive back at Camino. We don't know the deal with Omega just yet. Uh, we know that... Uh, we, we find out that Omega is also a clone, a, a modified clone like the Bad Batch. And so they're sort of connected to each other in that regard, is, in that they've been modified. There is a question as to, obviously, who is Omega a clone of? or or is omega just a modified being i my assumption is that it's omega's a clone and but whose whose clone is omega is it a, is it a female Django? i don't know that doesn't seem likely but we, she seems to have some gifts just like the just like the bad batch does and, and it looks like um omega is is i don't know if i want to use the word clairvoyant or not but uh seems able to see the path of the future that, that a person may take. Now, because she warns Crosshair at one point to, to not do what he's about to do. And then you get to some interesting interesting stuff with these characters. And and again, once... We don't we don't find out that Omega is a modified clone until later in the episode because it's the impetus for going back to Kamino after they leave. I'm jumping around a lot. I apologize. I, I thought I'd be a little bit more linear but there's a lot in this episode. You know, it's a 70 minute episode and there's a ton to talk about in all of it. But uh, and interesting, interesting stuff. I just, I, I really, really like this episode. Watch the scenes in Camino, the, the way they interact with the other, of the other clone troopers. It, it's, it's really good stuff. And then Tarkin obviously testing clone force ninety nine and making them, uh, uh, fight against droids firing lethal rounds. You know, live fire drill going on, and and the resourcefulness of of clone force ninety nine, to 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 overcome that. And then Palpatine's uh, loyalty test to send them out on a mission, and, and they, you know to kill insurgents, and those insurgents turn out to be civilians, non-combatants. They just happen to be with Sagrera, a former Resistance fighter of the Republic, uh, who's now been abandoned and 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 sees the tyranny of the Empire. He sort of saw this coming, and again we'll talk about Sagrera's growth. When we get to his episodes in the Clone Wars, but it's always I think it's a really, I think Saw is a great character. I love how they have used him over the years in in the animated series, uh, in the Clone Wars, in Rebels, now in this, and then obviously we get to the character, the Forest Whitaker version that we get to see in Rogue One. So I think it's really cool to see Saw. We got to see him in the trailer, so we we knew Saw was coming, but it, it's a neat inclusion, and I hope we will get to see more of him as, as this show kind of progresses because you know as as we kind of ramp up, as we kind of get going here. Clone Force ninety nine goes back to Camino. Omega warns them not to come back; that it will go badly for them. But this is when the revelation that Omega is one of them basically comes out, and they decide they have to go and rescue Omega. So that's the plan. They're going to go back to Camino, but they 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 have not killed these insurgents, so they have not completed their mission. So obviously Tarkin will take that uh, to heart, and and he does not take kindly to that. So as soon as they get back to Camino, they are immediately detained and arrested, and. It's at this point that, oh, I should say before, they, because they're on Oderon. This is where they find the insurgents in Saw And Tarkin's spying on them. He has prodroids droids following them. So he knows what Hunter's doing when he orders them to stand down, when he orders them not to attack. And he sees that Crosshair is the one who wants to do that. He wants to kill these people. He wants to follow orders. He wants to be a good soldier. So Tarkin recognizes that. And Tarkin is the one who has the procedure done on Crosshair to boost The chip in his head, so that he will be the good soldier and the one who can follow orders, and he will be the one to, in theory, take down Clone Force ninety nine. With so that that leads to that is the friction that was teased at earlier in this episode, and that is the friction that we get as as uh, uh, our our heroes come into conflict with with one of their own now against them. So it's it's this this sort of. Fractured family in, in a lot of senses. You now have, you know, they already took in in Echo as their newest member at the end of uh, season seven in the Clone Wars. He's their newest member, but now they've lost a member of the family with Crosshair going and being like the loyalist to the Empire, uh, and now they've brought in another family member in in the form of Omega, and and what will Omega bring to the dynamic, and and how will uh, their role change? now that they're amongst uh, these, these hardened soldiers, basically. like You have a lot of the classic archetypes within the Bad Batch. You have the smart, techie guy. You have the guy with the brute strength, the fun, childish man-child with brute strength. You have the, the leader, the tactician, the kind of uh, cold and, and, and distant, in, in a sense, uh, you know, leader in, in Hunter. And then you had the, the cold-calculating the cold uh, cynicism of, of Crosshair before he split off. So how does like a young, optimistic, hopeful character like Omega factor in with them? And that's, that's what's going to be interesting to see as the show goes forward. So eventually, they, you know let, let's fast forward here a little bit. Uh, Clone Force 99, after being captured, they are able to rescue themselves, to free themselves. They free Omega. And this is when we find out that, that Tarkin has turned crosshair or, uh, against them, has ramped up his, uh, his chip, and is now able to control him until he's a good soldier. And you get a lot of fun. You get a lot of fun. It's, there's, there's, again, the action is so good. But the sort of realization that Crosshair is now against them and will probably be coming for them is very intriguing to me. I think that adds such a fun, unique element to the show that maybe we didn't get to consider before. And our heroes get a little helping hand uh, from the Kaminoans. Uh, the Keeper of Omega seems to be well aware of what Omega's up to and seems to be A-OK with it as as the and aids the clones in escaping. Aids Clone Force 99 in escaping. Which leads to an interesting conversation between uh, Lama Su and, and her. And I want to play a little bit of that as we kind of get to the end here. Check this out. Has the matter been rectified? The inhibitor chip augmentation was a success. However, the remaining clones of Squad 99 have escaped, along with Omega. Hmm. We must be cautious. Until the Empire's intentions are made clear, say nothing. Yes, Prime Minister. <laughs> So there's a little bit of intrigue still going on here with the Camino wins. I think that lends itself to some interesting stuff coming up on future episodes of the show. Now we're catching back up with, with our, our heroes. Wrecker's getting some repairs because he, he took some damage. He got shot! Wrecker got, <laughs> Wrecker got shot and was used as bait by Crosshair. So, I mean, talk about turning against your brothers. You, you've you now used one brother to, to bait the others into a trap where you are going to kill them. Uh, so it, it's interesting to see if there'll be um a plan to sort of rescue crosshair and 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 liberate the chip from him so that he can come come back into the fold and once again be part of the part of the team part of the family that they have here uh again it's a very interesting family dynamic that the show seems to be working with and i'm very intrigued by a lot of it i think there's a lot of neat things they could be doing here moving forward and the future's bright for this show I, I really again I really really liked the episode. I love the opening action sequence going on, on collar and you know catching up with Deppa Balaba, getting to see more of Caleb doom's origins uh, about how he came to you know how he came to lose his master and and the role that now bad batch has played in that it'll be interesting to see if they cross paths at, at another point at, at some point if if the bad batch isn't it helps him uh, further along in his journey to becoming Kanan Jairus uh, that would also be something that I'm intrigued to see on on the on the show. And again, we have our young character in Omega and what what role will will Omega play in the show going forward as 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 pertains to the rest of the team. And again, just a lot of really good possibilities here. I, w- I want to play out the last the, the last moments of the show here and and we can kind of hear a little bit of the of the optimism that the team has going forward. You know, they they've they suffered a setback losing Crosshair, but they have to find their role, their place in this new galaxy. You know, it's this empire that is now out hunting for them, but they aren't—they aren't, they aren't going to be conscripted and forced to serve it. They don't believe in it, and its causes. And again, I think that's something that we don't get to talk about too much on this episode. You know, Hunter and his team are shown that they're being lied to by the Empire, by Tarkin, when they're sent to kill non-combatants, and, and Sagarera and his former Republic forces. Um, but they don't get there 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 hasn't been that that deep conversation just yet of like, what is the empire? It, you know, what is the the rise of tyranny meaning for all of this uh moving forward? And so I, wanted, I wanna I wanna I hope this show will go and explore a little bit more of that. you know, we we had a lot to, of things to do and to set up in these first seventy minutes. uh but i I think, and again, knowing the Clone Wars, we, we will get to explore these these these, these dark dark alleyways of, of the rise of the Empire. I mean, this is the backdrop of the series is the rise of the Empire, and and how it, it will touch everything it comes into contact with. How it is going to shape the destiny of these characters moving forward. And and we have to ask ourselves like like what is the ultimate fate of Clone Force ninety nine? Like, you know, obviously a new a new creation, but do do they have a, a role to fill? In the rebellion, in the forming of the rebel alliance, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. Or are they? Are they? Do they become just a, a force of do-gooders out there trying to help people that the empire is, is putting their boot to? Uh, I, I'm very intrigued by what by what's next. We get a little hint of of maybe what's coming up in the next episode when when a uh, hunter gives a destination for them to fly to, or fly off to after they've made their escape from Camino. And like I said, let's go ahead and play that scene, this, this final scene out because I do like it quite a bit. I You'll be okay, just hold still. Is this what you were looking for? Oh, You found my Lula! Ow! <laughs> Let's see here. Hold still. Don't examine me, I'm not a computer. This will take just a second. Get that thing away from me! As they're checking in on, on record, this is when Omega uh, moves her... moves up to the bridge to check out everything going on, because Omega's never been anywhere. I think I think Omega says that in a moment, sorry. Your first time in space? First time anywhere. Impressive shot back there. Where'd you learn to do that? I don't know i never fired a blaster before. I guess I got lucky. She's not the only one. I'm fine. It'll take more than a blaster shot to take me down. (laughs) You were down. I will not for long. (laughs) What's the plan, Hunter? Here we go. I thought we could go off on our own, lay low. But with crosshair gunning for us, I'm not so sure. What about your friends? Could any of them help us? that would be a short list I can think of one blood of course for j19 j19 we know a guy <laughs> yeah. we know a guy what guy do they know that's what I'm intrigued by I'm gonna want to miss this view Hyperspace equals credits. But the look on Omega as, as Omega's going and experiencing hyperspace for the first time. Delight. Written across that child's face. So interesting. So intriguing. I'm... Again, I'm uh, it, the show has its hooks in me already, but I was an easy sell. I, I hope... I'm curious how you all felt about this. How do you, you all dig this one? Do you think we're off to a good start here with the Bad Batch? Um... I think we are. I think so. But I, I'm definitely curious what you all think. Uh, you know, we haven't heard official word yet on uh, like how many episodes this season officially is. Uh, though, if you go into IMDb, it does have season one listed at 16 episodes, with the finale with, uh, with the finale uh, airing on August 13th. So that's uh, that is interesting information for sure. I don't know how much stock we can put into that. Um, but I mean, for the time being, it's it's better than any information, other information that I have. Like I said, I've not seen uh, anywhere how many episodes this will be, but like IMDb, it's reliable enough. We'll go with it until we hear otherwise. All right, that concludes it. This is a, I give this episode a solid eight and a, eight and a half. I think it's a great debut episode. Uh, I want to see more. I want to know more. But I love this setting. I love this time after episode three, the rise of the empire, and and watching. Uh, the Republic Falls, like watching Liberty die, watching uh, those those jackboots the Empire straps on come a little bit higher up and get a little bit new shine on them as they bring it crushing down against uh, freedom across the galaxy and, and liberty across the galaxy. I, I'm excited by what the show could, could be and the new possibilities that it has. And like I said, I, I enjoyed how in Star Wars The Clone Wars we had Order 66 was our end game. Now it's our, our launching point. It, it spins us off in a new direction. And, again, what role will our new heroes have in the coming battle? You know they're going to come up against the Empire. You know they're going to come up against Crosshair. But, but what other things do they find themselves in the midst of? Um, it'll be It's going to be really, really... I'm really excited. I'm really excited about what the future holds for this show. And we will talk more about it every single week as we get more information with every new episode. So I'm stoked. I'm excited. What a great way to kick off May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Star Wars Day itself with a new show, a new series to talk about. I'm so excited. I'm beyond pumped. It is a great day. It's always a great day to be a Star Wars fan, but especially on May the 4th. Can anything go wrong today? I mean, probably not. I mean, it's just a great, great day to be alive. And we got more Star Wars to watch. And even more great news. I mean, you already know it. Episode, the next episode, episode 2, on Friday. We don't even have to wait that long for the next one. So, yeah, and guess what? We'll be back that day, too. With some Mandalorian, oh boy, with with some Bad Batch content for you here on MandoVision. Thank you so much for listening to this small independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, I'm not here without the the loyalty and the love of the listeners. So thank you in advance. um, And I can't wait to give you and provide you with more awesome coverage of these amazing Star Wars shows that we're going to be getting from now until the end of time. uh, Because they know it's an awesome time to be a Star Wars fan. All right, let's get out of here. Let's wrap this puppy up. If you want, you know, you know, don't even bother. There's a new episode coming. Uh, just keep your bucket strapped on. It's totally fine. Bucket strapped on just for the rest of your lives. Don't worry about it. Remember, we are the MandoVision Podcast. My name is Tom, Nargai Tom. And follow us on social media. It's at Mando underscore vision, Twitter and Instagram. Email the show MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. Anyone you have a life debt with, anyone you have a blood feud with, share with all of them. And those five-star reviews, if you can, they are the best for us. Thank you so much. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, and so many, many more. Be sure to check them out. In closing, I just a quick programming note. If you are a fan of pop culture news, and pop culture, things that are not Star Wars related, uh, please check out my other podcast, The TomCast Podcast. We just dropped an episode uh, reviewing season one of Invincible. It was a lot of fun. Another great animated series to be on the lookout for if you have the, uh, the Amazon Prime. And, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll listen, I'll be honest, full disclosure, I, I do the podcast this episode with my buddy Reagan from the CoSG podcast, and uh, it gets a little silly. We get a little silly on this one. Um, it's a, it was a little late at night for both of us. We get a little silly. But a, a fun show and a fun review of Invincible. Please check it out. TomCast, PopCast, if, if you're so inclined to check that out. Remember, and we're going to be back here on Friday with another episode of The Bad Batch. Episode 2 review dropping on Friday, which means the programming schedule going forward after this week will be Clone War reviews on Mondays, Bad Batch reviews on Fridays. So you sure is still going to get two shows a week. It'll be The Clone Wars on Monday, and The Bad Batch on Fridays. So stay tuned for all that. And again, thank you so much for all the support. It means the world to me. And we're going to be back here before you know it. (laughs) Before you know it. I'll see you Friday. Take care. And oh gosh. Oh gosh. I almost forgot. Uh, But there's only one way this podcast can end. Only one way. And this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.